Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your cause. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. We are trucking right along through this week. And, uh, you know, yesterday was Wednesday, and two things. Number one, you didn't say hump day, which actually I appreciated, but, you know, that kind of surprised me. Number two, we forgot to ask about socks, so I don't know. Are you wearing any special socks today? I am. I'm wearing my Thursday socks today. Cool. And what makes them different between between Wednesday socks? Oh, they actually say Thursday. (laughs) Clearly labeled Thursday. Thursday. That's how I keep track of my days. (laughs) Does Julie have to put those out for you? (laughs) It would it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. I had my Sunday socks on. Same set. It said Sunday right yeah, on the yeah. side of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, last, was it last year? Two years ago? Anyway, I was I was at a gospel meeting, and uh, my my pants came up a little bit. The song leader noticed, so he gets up there and says to the congregation, "I think Andrew might be losing it a little bit. He's <laughs> his socks are labeled Sunday socks." <laughs> I said, no, I'm not losing it. I'm not losing it until the Tuesday socks are on. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, on, Sunday. on Sunday. That's right. That's, That's when, when you I'm know losing. I'm losing That's it. When, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get to the end of John chapter 19 today. I, I'd like to hear about a couple of what I think are surprising disciples. So if you'd read verse 38 to the end of the chapter, I'd appreciate it. Great. So I've got the Legacy Standard Bible. I'm kind of breaking it in here. And uh, John 19, verse 38. Now, after these things, Joseph of Arimathea being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate granted permission. So he came and took away his body. And Nicodemus, who had first come to him by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about 100 litres. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen wrappings with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had yet been laid. Therefore, because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. We meet a fella, and then we are reminded of a fella. Mm -hmm. We meet Joseph of Arimathea. And then we are reminded of Nicodemus. Yeah. These two fellows come together, and apparently they were council members mm-hmm. who were not in favor of executing Jesus. And this is an interesting thing. You know, earlier in the week, Andrew, what I pointed out is you got two choices. You've mm-hmm. got two choices. Yeah. You don't get to declare him innocent, but just I'm going to, you know, go about my own business. If you're going to declare Jesus innocent, what you need to do is follow him. Mm-hmm. And these guys apparently against the rest of the council, said, let's not kill him. They did not cast their lot for killing him. And what do we find? They actually, in a surprising turn of events, now publicly demonstrate discipleship. And I see this. Now, I know this is not the end of the matter. Obviously, the story of disciples and the 12 and uh, or the 11 who can, who survive continues on. True. They are redeemed and, and restored to their place as apostles and continue on in their work. But in the account of John, what we find here in this moment is I just I, I don't know what to call it other than a surprising reversal. Yeah, a surprising reversal, because what we've had is for these last 18 and 19 chapters, you have these men who are publicly declaring oh. their discipleship. Thomas is saying, why don't we go and die with him? 
Thomas is saying that. Peter and is Peter. willing to pull his sword out and chop yeah. a guy's ear off. Peter's saying his head off, actually, but he only got his ear. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, all of that. But then when Jesus died, what we now have is the apostles, for fear of the Jews, we're going to read this in next mm-hmm. chapter, yeah. are hiding out. Right. They're hiding out for fear of the Jews. Here we've got Joseph and Nicodemus, who their discipleship had been... Even if you, I mean, it's it's almost like, well, can we really even call them disciples? Because every place else earlier in John, when people aren't confessing Jesus for fear of the Jews, they are not disciples. Right. So their discipleship at best is extremely weak. They are not confessing Jesus publicly, which means, of course, had they had they died in that state, they would not be confessed before the Father. Their discipleship would not be declared. But for fear of the Jews, they're keeping their discipleship under wraps. Uh, whatever they want to call their discipleship. But now in this moment, this surprising moment, this moment when Jesus has died, this moment when they're staring at his body, they come forth and, yeah. in, in the light, and they tr- they are the ones that say, let's do something with Jesus' body. We cannot let him just be thrown into a common grave. Well, And what I notice is they come forth at a time when they have something to give, when they have something to offer in a unique way. Yeah. Well, you know, we learned some things about Joseph of Arimathea and the synoptics. He is called a rich man. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the ownership of the tomb is necessarily tied to him here in John. It's not here in John. But it is in the synoptics. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have a new tomb. I have a tomb in which no body has ever been laid. And I'm going to offer that. Yeah. And here's Nicodemus who's willing to, uh, he has money evidently to buy all of these spices to fulfill the, the burial customs. Yeah. And uh, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's like they, they've been quiet till now. And now in such a bold public way, they're willing to step forward and do what, what really none of the other disciples could do either. Uh, yeah, and I, I, mean, I really that, wanted... That's amazing to me that when, that when the hour was late, they came to offer the service they could offer. And, no, and the, the guys who had been with Jesus all the way along, ready to die with him, supposedly, following him, like you said, you mentioned Thomas, great courage. Right. Let's go and die with him. When they thought dying with him meant going to battle to get him on a throne, uh, they were willing to do, to do that. But now, in this moment, honestly... Left up to Jesus' closest followers, his body would have been unceremoniously pulled down from that cross and dumped in a common grave. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what right. would happened to him. Left up to Peter, that's what would have happened to Jesus. Left up even to John, who is witnessing and seeing these things. He's not going in and saying, can that's, we do something can I about have this? The body? Nobody yeah. is doing that. And so now let's even think about that. We've got Joseph of Arimathea, who is going to Pilate. Right. This, this is not... This is not under the cover of darkness. Mm-mm. This is not at night. This is, I am going to go and address this government official. It is in, it's, it's broad daylight. It is, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is what, I, and by broad, I mean, I, I realize we're dealing with later it's in the day. Later you understand, in the day, you understand my point here. Yeah. It's, it's before, it's, be, people are going to see this. This is oh. a public request. Crowds all around. Okay. And, you know, what's involved in taking a body down? Yes. There's crowds witnessing that also. The whole thing. And he is willing to step up. So here are these guys. And one of the things that that I get from this 
I, I think about if persecution were to arise, significant persecution were to arise right here in American Christianity today, right here in Tampa. And I, I just often think, what would the church look like? What would what would the disciples look like? Who would stand up? Who would who would continue to confess and who would go down into you know, hide for fear of the community? And I have to tell you what I learned from this is that it probably would shock me. It would mm-hmm. probably surprise me. Who would have thought that Joseph of Arimathea, who's kept his belief in Jesus under wraps because he's yeah. scared of the Jews, who would have thought that Nicodemus, who came to Jesus by night and, well, you know, he was willing to say, let's give him more of a hearing, but he didn't stand up and say, no, not this guy in the middle of the book. Who would have thought that it'd be these these two guys that would step up and say, we'll take the body and we'll and we will not vote for him to be executed. Who would have thought it'd be these two guys? What a what a great observation to make. And as I put myself in the shoes of, say, a, a John or a Thomas, uh, how confusing is this? I mean, <laughs> who's taking the body? Why? Why are these guys stepping forward? Oh, great. The council's involved even more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just I think the whole thing is bewildering as as John gets the, the story straight to tell us. Why would they do this? Uh, it's it's because they were disciples. He did call them disciples. He does. You know, and uh, that's that's really a, a powerful thing. But again, at the moment, I imagine it was bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I, and so, yeah, I, I do struggle with that. There is this, they're disciples, but secretly yeah. for fear of the Jews. Rest of the book, that statement is not a good statement. Yeah. When people are acting out of fear of the Jews, yeah. you, you think of the, the blind man's parents who, for fear of the Jews, did not confess Jesus and wouldn't defend, and so that they could stay in the synagogue. Yeah. yeah. And the blind man steps up and yeah. confesses, and he gets booted out of yeah. the synagogue. It, he talks about priests that wanted to be disciples, but they wouldn't. For fear of the for Jews. Fear of the Jews. Yeah. They're yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I, definitely what we're seeing here is that they're coming out of the shadows of fear. And, and that whole progression of Nicodemus, right, yeah. in, in, the, in the book that mm-hmm. now he's out boldly. And I guess maybe the other thing to learn from this is, okay, maybe I've not been doing it right. Maybe I have been cowed by fear mm. and I've been not yeah. courageous. I've been a coward. I, You know, you preached a lesson not too long ago where in, well, in Revelation it talks about oh. the cowards are the, the ones that the get cowardly. cast into the fires of yeah. hell. Yeah. And I might like, oh, I'm such a coward, I'm such a coward. But you know what? I can change that today. Yes. I don't have to I don't have to stay that way. I don't I can today I can say, you know what? I'm gonna start confessing today. And today may be the craziest, oddest day to do it. It may be like the most backwards day. It may be like this is the worst day to finally say I'm actually going to be with Jesus <sighs> as far as how people are gonna treat me. But I can do that today. I don't have to stay in that cowardice and fear that I've had in the past. Well, and, and as a Christian, what's the service that I can do for Jesus today that I can do that no one else can do that the other disciples, you know, around me, they're not aware of yeah. or they don't have the ability to do a thing about it in this service and in this way. But I can. This is my moment to serve the Lord. This is my moment to to step up in that way. Let me also draw one other contrast, comparison. I'm not really sure. You know, I often look to the evangelism that happened in Samaria with the woman at the well and how in just it's like 30 minutes instantaneously. Here's this woman that is so far away and within just one little conversation, the power of God, the good news 
changes her, transforms her, ends up saving an entire village of Samaritans. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm always, excuse me, I'm always looking for that. I always want that. But you know what? Let's look at Nicodemus mm. because Nicodemus came in and he talks to Jesus and he walks away. Yeah. And then we see him again in the middle and he's not fully there yet, but you know, he's moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And now here we get to the end. Nicodemus comes out and shines. I guess I want to remember, you know, sometimes, sometimes my work is the first conversation with Nicodemus. I want it to be meeting the woman at the well. Right. But today's work may be the first conversation with Nicodemus, or it may be the second conversation with Nicodemus, and it may not be for years before something happens with the person I'm talking with. Oh, I, I love really seeing this, this, this contrast. Some people, it's quick, it's immediate. Other people, it's long-term, but we just keep doing what we can do to yeah. spread, spread that message. Yeah, so the evangelism is a process, and some people are further down that process or further down that line than others others have a farther way to go so, yeah you know? and you know of course the surprising thing in this story is that you would think nicodemus would have been closer and the samaritan woman would have been farther away so there's another surprising reversal <laughs> oh i mean jesus loves a good samaritan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does he absolutely does but he also loves a good pharisee yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and let's uh, let's keep that in mind nicodemus was a pharisee mm -hmm. and he's saved by jesus today you'd think yeah. that the you know pharisees could never be saved but oh, you know yeah there was Saul. There <laughs> was became Saul. Paul. Yeah, so, yeah, so let's keep that was. in mind as well. Surprising disciples. That's just the thing that I wanted to see here. Let's go ahead and wrap up. Holy God, thank you for this example. Thank you for introducing us to Joseph and to Nicodemus. Let them be an encouragement to us that whatever we've done in the past, we can step up and confess your son today. And we can move from cowardice to courage today. And we can do that by your grace and by your power. We can stand together with other disciples today, no matter what we've done in the past. And Father, we're thankful to learn the encouragement to keep spreading the gospel because sometimes it's the Samaritan woman and sometimes it's Nicodemus. And our our job is just to get that message out there and and, and you'll continue working on folks as, as they move away from their interactions with us. So we're thankful for this, these great reminders that we have to continue to serve you and proclaim the message of your son and savior, our savior, King Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.